Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This episode of Another Happy Pod is going to contain spoilers. If you've not experienced the content yourself, please go ahead and do so before coming back and listening to the boys ramble on about it. Thank you very much. Hello and welcome back to another Happy Pod, the show where we talk about this and that and a bit of this and a bit of that and a bit of everything else in between. But we're trying to keep it just a little bit positive, you know, there's too much negativity out there. It's 2021, you know, be happy, be healthy, be healthy with praise. We got a million different ways to engage. Anyway, um, my shut the fuck up. My name is Nathan. <laughs> be happy. And as always, I'm joined by my illustrious co-host, the biggest n**s in the West, um, Lawrence Thomas P- I see. Okay, you you incorporated into the name this time. That's new. Well, I think I've done that before. Have you? I was going to say, there's not many ways to freshen up this this ongoing <laughs> joke. Uh, but that, that felt slightly unique, so thank you for putting in that effort. I've definitely said the, the what is it, the fastest in the west or the biggest not whatever you've, definitely done, you've done the west one yeah you've yeah. never you've never put it in my name well i i think i have i think i have someone that's more invested in this tell us find find out <laughs> I, I, I don't think there is anyone more invested <laughs> <laughs> anyway hello hello how are you i am good i am currently at work oh naughty boy <laughs> Naughty yes. point open. You're stealing minutes from the company. Not something Lawrence can relate to because he does not have a job. Well, I pay your. No, I don't actually. I don't. You we'll, don't pay we'll, anything. We'll move on from that. <laughs> what was you going to say? You pay my rent. Is that what you were going to no, say? I was going to say I pay your wages because of the fact where your wages come from. Uh, you don't even pay then tax. I, then I, yeah, well, that's what I was alluding to, Nathan, and we shouldn't go down that road. Um, <laughs> find a way to cut around this, please. Oh no, <laughs> HMRC, fucking. They're on the to Lawrence. Just to clarify, just to clarify, he does pay his tax. He just does it yearly. So calm down. That covers our backs. Okay. So, <laughs> so as people may know. The Spider-Man uh, No Way is that what it, No Way Home trailer released a couple of days ago, um, and it's starring little Tom Holland, little British boy Tom Holland. Uh, so we thought we would talk about another Tom Holland movie, didn't we, Lawrence? We did. 
We did. So instead of No Way Jose, we're going to be talking about Cherry, uh, which okay. is which is a movie that was not on my radar at all until I saw Apple TV rammed down everyone's throats when it launched. Like I couldn't go anywhere or turn anywhere on the internet without seeing Apple TV ads. Um, yeah. And this was at the this was at the forefront, and then it had some posters come out on Twitter, which which kind of made him look a bit like Shrek. Um, really? Yeah, there was a, there was a big thing where they put out posters uh, on Twitter, and that was like they had like you know this film's divided into like chapters almost. Yeah. They had they had posters where it was Tom Holland's face staring deadpan like at the lens, and it said like lover, um, junkie, um, like. I don't know, like just a couple of like keywords from what you could describe him as. Um, and the worst thing was he was kind of wearing this weird like tunic thing that is similar to what Shrek wears. Um, oh. And pe- so people just started editing it uh, and saying like Shrek um, and changing the text. Uh, and it, yeah, it was it was it was quite a big meme. But that's what that's how I, my attention for this film came about. Oh, OK. I totally missed all of that. Yeah. Um, I, well, I like. I think I'd heard of the movie, um, but it was really you who just kept on nagging me to watch it. Essentially, I yeah. didn't really have any interest in it. I've yeah, Tom Holland's fine enough. Um, I like the Russo Bros. You know, they they did some uh, really good Marvel movies, but at the end of the day, I wasn't overly. Um, you know, I wasn't willing to go out of my way to watch it or anything. Yeah. Um, until this came along, so here we are. Okay, and um, yeah. So you mentioned the Russo brothers, obviously, have directed some of our like films that we praise highly. Um, I don't. Have you ever seen Community as well, like the show? Yeah, I've seen all Community. So yeah, so they do. They they do quite a lot of that. Uh, they've obviously directed the you know Winter Soldier, Civil War, Infinity War, Endgame. Uh, which is arguably what made them like big names, but this is the first kind of big thing they've done since the superhero genre. Um, yeah. So you know, this is the first time. I don't know how big the budget was for this, but it was they the also time. opened a restaurant. D- did they? <laughs> yeah, I remember them <laughs> posting about it a lot on Instagram. <laughs> I just, <laughs> I just picturing you go there and it's just names of their things, like you know, you you've got the Jeff Winger soup special, uh, <laughs> you've you've got the Infinity Gauntlet. Uh, I don't know, burger, whatever. Um, (laughs) um, Thank you. Um, What do you think of this then? Um, uh, I knew it wasn't going to be straight down the middle. (laughs) I knew you'd have opinions. It's not. It's okay. It's, um, it's not a feel good movie, is it? Like, <laughs> no. no point during this movie did I feel good or happy or anything. <laughs> do, you want, do you want to sum it up, actually? Like, because people probably don't know too much about it. Uh, no, but you do. <laughs> oh, good. Well, thank you. Thanks for saying that. <laughs> uh, so, this tells that I actually had this prepared. So, oh, <laughs> I, knew you, I, I knew you might flip this. Um, so, it tells the story of uh, basically, it's based on a true story. It's not a true story it's based off of a man's experiences um man called it's not a true story but it's based off one no it's it's based off certain experiences but obviously it's been heightened you know this is not like a true depiction of what happened in his life but it's based on stuff that happened right Um, so it's a guy called nico walker uh who was a veteran who then turned um you know class a heavy drug addict um 
and wrote the kind of the story of you know a character experiencing similar things to his life uh in prison uh and this got picked up um i presume by apple just to go yeah we'll make a movie of that why not i don't know if the russo brothers um chose this specifically or they just went here you go you could do this um but yeah it tells the story of essentially a guy from you know like i don't know early like well about 20 years old till about 40-ish years old uh his life and how he falls in love with uh, someone when he's at college in america um you know that kind of goes a bit awry and so he joins the army suffers from ptsd heavily becomes a drug addict starts to rob banks to fuel his drug habit um and that's kind of the 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 main story of the movie yeah and um it's not fun it's fucking it's downright difficult to watch at times because you're just seeing this this couple just essentially destroy themselves in in the worst way really yeah it's yeah it's not a fun time no it's not fun i think so i do have complaints with this movie but the first time i watched it was mainly that kind of i was just a little bit struck by it i thought myself oh fuck me i did not know i was strapping in for this um because you know you you see some this film gets dark at certain times and i think it doesn't look like a particularly huge budget movie, but they do a lot with the little. Um, and the, some of the war sequences um, is very like raw, unfiltered, very uncut. Um, and it kind of really makes you, it doesn't glorify it how some kind of war films do. And it doesn't come in with a niche. It just comes in to strictly show you all of this affects people mentally. Like people might think, you know, oh, it's a war. It's going to have explosions and shit, but people die in that explosion and when it shows you the aftermath and when it focuses more on putting your friend in a body bag rather than wow a big explosion special effects it it gets fucking hard to see yeah yeah um it you're right it, it doesn't necessarily I, I don't know what the budget is but there's n- there's nothing really in this film that calls for a big budget necessarily no. I, I mean yeah you could argue casting and and some special effects really but there's not a lot of that it's only little things here and there um yeah the 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 military stuff the army stuff it's it, it's weird because it, it does not portray which is weird for american movies it's weird to have a movie which doesn't necessarily portray the military in the best light um yeah. because a lot of them are even Marvel movies are military propaganda essentially um and and it is a little weird to see something that is just it's not necessarily anti-military, but it's it's coming at it from a different viewpoint. It's like showing, you know, it's it's not all fucking patriotic flags and and and, and whatever. It's it's not America coming in to save the day and and making the world a better place. It's yeah. it's arguably the opposite of that, leaving it in a very fucking worse state than when they got there, which is very relevant to what's going on at the moment as well. Yeah, and I think it's ready to have like a very strict and honest conversation with the fact that. There are people, sadly, that join up in the military just to legally kill people. Um, yeah, and it's and it's definitely acknowledging that um, in in sometimes very brutal ways. Um, and he talks about as well, like how like the the recruiters prey on like the people who are you know it's it's a sales pitch. It's it's preying on the the not necessarily that intelligent and trying to convince them to do something good with their lives and and yeah. whatever and and just shoveling them off to this fucking desert and like a sense of purpose kind of bullshit 
Yeah, exactly. And then even the stuff like you know the the fucking the boot camp stuff, the basic training where he's talking about the fucking the drill sergeants who who claim they have PTSD, which is why they're so you know in your face and are so angry and and violent. But it's it's all bullshit. They've never even seen combat. So yeah, they, they... And, and the movie shows you that like this is. You know, it, PTSD, I suppose, has a comment. I think people are more aware to it now, but I suppose back when uh, it had a misconception of, um, you know, you would just be angry or you'd want to be at war 24-7. Uh, whereas mm. this movie really does show the fact that, you know, it, the, probably the last thing you're going to want to do with PTSD is start screaming in people's faces. Like, you, like obviously, I, I can't speak from experience, um, but if this film kind of teaches you anything, and they did interview a lot of people behind the scenes mm-hmm. to get it right um was that it's it's way more of a kind of like um just this involuntary fucking force that takes over you and 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 puts you in this horrible light and makes you very desperate um oh, i just which... realized i didn't start my timer oh no it's okay i've got a timer on all right well carry on then <laughs> well i'm done on that point <laughs> <laughs> all right I... um i'll tell you what so yeah, so you found the film kind of like hard hitting. Um, what did you think of it in terms of uh, a film? Because there's been people think, are on the fence. I think it's about a good it. film. I think it's a good film. It's it's definitely an interesting story. Like I said, it's it's difficult to watch at times, um, but I think that's part of it as well. Um, yeah. and and it does leave you feeling quite uncomfortable during a lot of sequences. Um, but but it's also really gripping and and really really engaging as well you know the 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 stuff um like when he's actually when he first gets to a fucking uh afghanistan uh is it afghanistan or iraq well it's one of them I when think he, it's when, iraq. yeah well when he first gets there and he's just immediately his first like fucking taste of combat and he's just completely out of his element he has absolutely no idea what to do um and he just kind of essentially has to focus and try and get the job done you know his his own friend is just there on the floor in front of him his guts spilling out of his body it's 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 graphic and obscene and you know there's other shots where you see corpses that have just been blown up and it's fuck it's it's brutal but it's, yeah. it does a really good job of getting of giving you a taste of of just how fucked up this this world is yeah and then no, there's you know sequences like where where he's he's robbing he's robbing the bank with his friends you know towards the end of the movie and it and it all goes wrong essentially and and you know one of them gets shot and that that whole sequence was just really gripping the way it like cut back and forth between them in the car and then what actually happened in the bank itself um yeah it it's really gripping and interesting and the the way it's stylized as well this movie is surprisingly stylized yeah big and a lot of people don't like that about this well, oh, that's interesting. I, I, I thought that was one of the best things about it. Yeah, so I, I think this movie can fall victim to sometimes being a bit far and like few between in terms of the interesting bits. If there was no style or substance, if there was no kind of interesting narration device, I think it, it might feel a bit stale. Um, yeah. But it doesn't do that, and that's one of the things I really, really love about this. Um, a lot of people feel differently, and I think there's some elements where I agree. There's some moments that speak a bit loudly, um than others uh but like a what? lot of people oh, a lot of people think this is style over substance um 
the moments where I'd be inclined to agree uh, is like moments where so he returns back from war um, and he goes to the theatre and it's kind of supposed to be a nice like couples trip out. Yeah. Um, and he punches the mirror uh, because he can see his like an evil version of Tom Holland staring back at him as he's crying. I think those yeah. moments are a little bit like like Tom Holland's doing a very good job as an actor here. Um, I didn't need to see like what is essentially like a GCSE drama trope uh, of like the but an evil versions looking back. Do you know uh, what it's I mean? not. Oh no, that's I really liked that. I, it's not an evil okay. version of him. It's just him looking at himself, seeing what he's become, and being fucking disgraced by it. It's yeah. it's the way he was looking at himself because you're right. He's he's in the mirror, um, and he's like he's like choking in the sink or whatever and just going down. But the reflection of himself in the mirror is just standing normally and, and looking down at him. And yeah, yeah, I found that really effective. I really liked that. Well, fair enough. And like, like I say, it's not like, I think it works way more than it doesn't work. Um, yeah. But you know, for some people, I think they were just expecting a bit more of a, like a serious film. And I think a lot of people, I think um, it's a serious no, film. And it, and it, it's and not it exactly is. a comedy, is it? No, but I think I think a lot of people were like when they see certain cuts, like for example, a lot of people on Twitter when it came out were were joking about the fact that um, <laughs> there's one scene uh, where um, Tom Holland or the character I think it's just called Cherry, I think he's just referred to as Cherry in the movie, um, is uh, is getting his ass checked. Um, yeah, no, I'm pretty sure he doesn't have a name. I'm pretty sure they don't give him a name. Um, but he's he's getting his ass checked, and the camera is a tight view of the inside of a man's colon, yeah. uh, which is which is an unusual choice for for where to put a camera. Um, but a lot of people were saying that that's just kind of like it, that that made them lose faith in it being a serious film, which I think is I think it's impatient and wrong to be honest. I think that's fucking stupid. I mean, God forbid a director do something different and interesting. Yeah, exactly. Um, than just a fucking standard slice of life movie. God forbid they do something visually interesting and different. Yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree. Um, and even so- the narration as well. And there's there's other stuff as well. Like the I don't know if you noticed the names of the banks, like. Because oh, it's because yeah. it's all from his perspective and not actual real names. It's like shitty bank and and capitalist one and and all this sort of stuff. Just random names and like the the doctor was even called Doctor Whomever because you just yeah. couldn't remember <laughs> the name of him. Um, a lot of the so, yeah. um, a lot of the bank tellers have just like Clerk One, Clerk Two, yeah, on them, um, as little things like that. Yeah, no, I think it's really one. It shows <laughs> like a level of thought process because to get there to film that on that day. You would have need to have, you know, given that to set designers months prior. Like it yeah. shows a really clear thought process of where they wanted to go with it. Um, yeah. I, so I tell you what. What did you? How much have you seen of Tom Holland outside of Spider Man? Um, quite a bit. Um, so I've seen Impossible, um, which is a movie he did years and years ago. So I remember yeah. Billy Elliot years and years ago, and I've actually worked with him myself in a drama thing, like fucking back when I was in college, and that was yeah. What? Tell yeah. me this story. I didn't know this. Did you not? No. What the fuck? Oh, so yeah. So my um the person my college tutor um worked on Billy Elliot. 
with yeah. with Tom Holland. Um, and we be, was basically coming towards the end of college. Um, and we was we'd essentially left at this point, and we was just being we'd got in contact. Someone had got in contact with um, my college tutor Viv, and they wanted her to put on this just little show for some little fucking Welsh. I can't remember the exact what the exact thing was. Just some like little Welsh town hall festival thing, okay? Because I was yeah. in college in Wales, um, uh, and so she she got in touch with us, asked us if we wanted to do it. Few of us got back, said I'll do it, but the numbers were quite short, so she had like a ring around to see if she could get anyone else to fill in from different places. One of them was little Tom. So <laughs> ended fuck? up working with him. I had no idea who he was at the time. <laughs> um just we just did the job and was like, Cool, yeah, see you later. And then that was it. And now he's fucking Spider Man. So you're best mates. You're best mates with Tom Holland. Clearly I'm best mates with Tom Holland, yeah. Gee, how did I never know that? You've never I'm sure I've hundred percent told you that. I know for a fact you haven't. No, I've a hundred percent told you that. I must have. I, I, it is complete news to me. If you have, you've told me in a very boring way. <laughs> this well, made me not remember that. <laughs> um, well, there you are. Okay. Well, that, so that's that's cool then. Um, as for me, I didn't. I'd not seen much of him. I obviously I knew about the Billy Elliot stuff and all of that, um, and I knew that he was in. Um, I can't remember what the movie's called. Him and Chris Hemsworth go in a little boat. Um, oh, um, go to sea or something. Yeah, by the sea or something. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah, um, it's Moby Dick, but not Moby Dick. Yeah, yeah, essentially, it's it's it's, uh, it's was it B Tech Moby Dick? Um, no, like yeah. it, it actually is Moby. Like it's the real life story of Moby Dick. Oh, really? Yeah, like oh. what what actually happened, as opposed to the the dramatized book, like what the actual book is based on. Oh, I see. Okay, well, yeah. in the heart of the sea, that's it. Oh yeah, okay. Um, yeah. And so yeah, so but outside of Spider Man, I'd not seen him do much, and obviously I like his his Peter mm. Parker, and I like his Spider Man. Um, but it doesn't often give him a chance to show off like the extent of his talent. Like I think yeah. he does a great job of what he does, but you know, like it's you know, Spider Man's not a particularly emotional character in the MCU, and from what we've seen, like he's just often running around stressing or or you know acting a, a little bit more childish than Tom Holland is. Yeah. Um, in this, he. I think he's phenomenal. I think he's so good in this. He's really uh, good in this, yeah. Yeah, and I think it's so obvious that this was like a passion project for him. Um, uh, apparently, I, want, I read at one point, and apparently he lost like some fucking ridiculous amount of weight and put it back on quickly. I didn't I didn't notice where he'd lost that weight. <laughs> he he was pretty skinny, yeah. He was pretty skinny during like, you know, towards the towards the end of the movie and some of the... The, like the junky scenes and stuff yeah. like that. Um, again, it's, those are those are the times where it's really difficult to watch. It's just him and um, his 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 girlfriend uh, Emily um, just completely fucking throwing their lives away, just yeah. doing heroin and and meth and just oh, it's fucking painful to watch and that stuff. What what do you think it does? Uh, like personally. Um... Because this movie came in with a goal, or quite a clear goal, uh, to address like the severity of PTSD and then the like the lack of support for veterans, as well as um, I think it was I think it's based in Cleveland, um, but there's a big Ohio, yeah, yeah. There's um there's a big um or back in you know when this was set 2002 to like 2007 ish was like the main yeah. junkie part. Uh, there was a big uh, I think it's called like the opioid crisis or something. I might be mispronouncing. Right. Um, which was like essentially. I, to my knowledge, I could be very misinformed. Um, 
but I'm pretty sure it's something about doc. You go to a doctor's for anything, and they'll go take this, not realizing yeah. the severity of how addictive and impactful, and you know, in a negative way that that drug could be. Um, yeah. But what I don't know. What do you think? Do you think it does that effectively? Uh, for the most part, yeah, it definitely. Um, it doesn't ever like explicitly say, and I think I think this works with its benefit as well, because at no point is it like uh, PTSD bad, uh, military, you know, not enough support given to military or anything like that. It's it's a lot more subtle and nuanced than that. Yeah. Um, it it is clearly you know saying something. It is showing you the the fucking effects PTSD can have, and it is showing you what it can do to someone without the support that is desperately needed. Um, and yeah, it, do, it I think it does do it effectively. Um, it's, it does get a little bit more muddled towards the end when, and this is probably my own views coming into it in like the prison when he, when he eventually goes to prison, because it, it kind of then goes on for, Oh, and everything was okay. <laughs> and everything, yeah, yeah. And everything yeah. got better. And like, and again, maybe this is me bringing my own views into it. But you know, the prison complex, especially in America, has some serious issues. Um, so the fact that it just suddenly all wraps up in a neat little bow once yeah. he was in prison, I think, I think it's, idea- it's a little odd and um, just slightly jarring, I guess. But but again, I, maybe that's my I, own stuff. I do agree in the sense that, like, I don't think that he just, you know, like it, it wouldn't go away. Yeah, like you wouldn't just be able to be like cured now. Fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, especially because he's been he was only in prison for about I think it worked out to about fourteen years, um, or so thereabouts. Um, yeah, I think the idea is that he needed to like. I think the film's putting it at the forefront, saying it's not about him, like curing himself and getting better. I think it's about him like giving Emily the space to have you know a life um to you know because he realizes what a bad influence he can be um yeah and he's putting you know their relationship first rather than selfish indulgence in the form of you know the 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 drug taking um, which he tried to do a couple of points yeah and it, but but i think that's why the film ended with the prison scene because he it didn't work <laughs> like he, he couldn't yeah. distance himself um, um i don't know if this was just me and maybe I just completely misread it. Um, but before, like, Tom... I'm just going to call him Tom. Before Tom went on that final job, the one that, you know, he just decides to pack it in, yeah. um, he's he's talking to Emily in the bed. And and it's, it's, it's quite emotional. And she's just really not 100% with it at all. Yeah. I, I, I don't know if it was me, but I got the sense that she died at that point. I got the sense that she died in that bed. And then he went on the job. And that was essentially why he then decided to fuck it over. Of course, she then does show up at the end. But there was something as, about the way that she showed up as well, which was almost dreamlike. And I'm not 100% sure yeah. if it was... Do you know what I mean? I do. So this, this the first time I watched it, I, felt, I, I kind of felt the exact same. Uh, but then I also had another thought... Um, when I watched it this time around, which was it reads more like he's going off to die, essentially. Right. Um, uh, and I, I read that final scene as him saying goodbye to her in the sense that he thinks he'll never see her again, not because she's dying in front of him, but yeah. because he fully expects to go and kind of oh, like sacrifice himself. Sounds dramatic for a guy that's robbing a bank. Um, yeah. But like he, I think he plans to intentionally fuck it up. 
um, and has a real. I did think I did think that was what was happening when, like, you know, he just walks out and shoots the gun to let the police know where he is, and then he yeah. like, just pulls out the fucking heroin needle and starts shooting up. I did think that was what was happening then, yeah. um, and I thought he was going to just fucking die uh, at that point. Um, but yeah, the movie tells us that's not the case. He's he's just. Yeah. But the you know. the ending, I think you're absolutely right because it suffers for me. It suffers from the same like Baby Driver esque ending, where I don't know why it's graded differently. I don't know why it seems almost glowing and 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 like it's a figment of someone's imagination. Um, like I don't know if it's becoming a trope in Hollywood. Man leaves prison, sees girl waiting for him. Um, I don't. I wouldn't necessarily call that suffers though because I. I don't know. I quite like it. I quite like that it's it's not black and white. It's well, literally and figuratively. I like that it's it's you know a little bit ambiguous and a little bit yeah. dreamlike, and it's just like decide for yourself if if it is or if it isn't. I I kind of like that. Yeah, yeah. No, fair enough. I mean, I think yeah, it definitely is in open to interpretation. Um, and yeah, no, I, I I like it like that. I think the movie. I think the ending of the movie is satisfying. Um, and I like the idea that he's either made peace with himself um, through those kind of, I don't know, like I guess it's a rehabilitation kind of program in prison. He seemed like he was doing That's what he seemed to do, yeah. So he's, yeah. he seemed to like join this like kind of, this AA type of thing where, you know, it was like a support group. Um, and at first he was he was just like, you know, sat in the corner and just listened. Then it showed him again and he was actually starting to talk to the group. And then it yeah. showed obviously a few years down the line where he's got his little mustache to show that he's older. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, real, real quick, real quick. Um, I just want to make one comment there because you said that. No, let me just finish. Let me just finish. All right, all right, all right. Um, and then it's, it's, it's saying that, and he was now then leading the group. So it's obviously just showing, you know, like he took it quite seriously and that sort of thing. Yeah, no, fair enough. I, yeah, and I like I like all of that. I think it's it's true to his character as well because he does see stuff through. Um, like you know, there's moments in the film where he could, you know, I don't know about the process of you once you sign up for the army and you're sworn in, can you just get out of it? Like you can at certain points. Like the way it works is, my my dad's in the army. That's why I know this. Um, so you once you're like once you join the army, you're in for like a set amount of time. Um, I think it's I can't remember exactly what it is. Um, a, a number of years or so, and at that point, you have an option to like resign your contract or get out. Um, and so people often take the option to get out, especially probably those who have seen combat. Um, others decide to stay on. So there. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah. No, I liked uh, what right. And the way think? it with the way it works as well as like if you say on, then that's when your like wage will increase and. And they'll do what they can to get you to stick around. Oh, so there's incentives the there, yeah. Yeah, yeah, there's incentives to stick around. Oh, yeah, of course there is. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't leave. Yeah. You can never leave. Um, <laughs> so what do you, uh, I think, I think the, I, th I guess it's a hair and makeup and like a costume department. Um, I think they're smashing it out of the park in this movie. Like, I think yeah. that the way they have Tom Holland look, you know, he, Tom Holland has got one of them unfortunate baby faces uh, in Hollywood where I, I think he's about yeah. 25, 26. Um, he's, he's about, I think he's like 24, I think, 24, 25. Yeah, and he can and easily pulls off 15 a lot of the time. 
Yeah. Um, which is and why he works as as Peter Parker. Yeah. But I think it's also to this movie's detriment as well. Like, like I say, I made fun of the little mustache, but you, you <laughs> yeah. I, there's no, I'm not buying that's a 41 year old man or whatever. Yeah, it's yeah, like, no, no, does. Just, there's no way that's little 10 year old Tom Holland. What are you doing? And and that is that is the only time I think that that it, it kind of they, there's a clear attempt and a clear you know that I think the same stuff they would do on any they could do the same prosthetics work and the same kind of makeup look on any other actor and it would have worked flawlessly <laughs> but yeah. just on tom holland it, it, it did not sell it um yeah but i do think you know saying that uh i do think uh that he looked accurately like a young student uh yep. and then i then i then i confidently believe the fact that this man is tough enough to be in the army um which happen which happens like pretty much directly after it's like the next chapter um yeah and he looks a bit more built um they shave his hair to make him look a little bit kind of older um but it's when he he when he comes back in like the the gym when he runs through and they do like the big heroes return kind of party thing um he he looks like a man that could have been in the army um and yeah. it's and it's done really well uh, yeah but it is it is just that fucking mustache <laughs> It just that doesn't, it doesn't. I think yeah, the ending, the ending is the only real time it doesn't work. For, for yeah. the rest of the movie, I'm a hundred percent buying it. I yeah. can, I can definitely see the progression of this person, and and even believe that it has been, you know, over what five years or so or whatever it is. Um, yeah. so yeah, I definitely buy all of that. They did a good job, and especially like you know with the junky stuff, just making him look like an absolute fucking mess as well. Yeah. Like you know, at first his hair gets longer, and he's and he's and he's skinnier, and he's less well dressed, and all this sort of stuff. And then as it goes on, you know, he shaves his head again, and he's got like six stains down his fucking t shirt, whatever. He, yeah, he does look like well, someone who's just completely fucking broken. Yeah, because he is off the rails on it. Yeah. What did you think um, of the relationship between Tom and um, Emily? Uh, I thought he was exactly what he <clears> needed <throat> to be. So on my first on my first watch through, uh, I was I was of the opinion that I think I thought Tom was giving it more in the acting department than the girl who plays Emily was, and I right. thought it it seemed not unbelievable, but I I felt it was a little bit movie movie relationship where no one actually speaks to each other in the way that they do like yeah like you know like oh, i'm f fucking it, it for, for i tell you what on the first viewing it reminded me of like the um uh what's that movie fought in our stars where it's like you know those stupid kind of dialogue lines they have which are very introspective on life and they you know like you put the cigarette in your mouth and it has the power to kill you but it won't kill you because you don't yeah it. it reminded me a lot of that shit um, so I wasn't the biggest fan of it the first time around. The second time around, I read it, I think, as it's intended, um, which is these are two kids that think they have it all worked out uh, and life's about to hit them like a train. Um, yeah. And I think it, it does that job perfectly. So I think, uh, like, I, I for the most part, I, I think it's very good. Yeah, yeah, I do. So I think I think they both do um, a really good job. Um, they, they do different stuff. Like I say, Tom... Um, I mean, Tom is is the better actor of the two, but that's not not to say anything bad about the actress who plays Emily because she is really yeah. good, just in a just in a different way. She's she's well, he get, he gets more to do in this, obviously. He, yeah, he does. Obviously, he's the main character and that sort of thing. Um, but no, Emily Emily is really good as well. And like you know, the stuff I like is like when he's back from uh, from war and 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 they're struggling to 
to wrap their head around the PTSD. She she's really trying to deal with it. She's trying to hold it all together. She clearly loves him because she has every opportunity to just say, "I can't do this anymore. I need. I fucking need to get out." And and yeah, you know, sometimes you want her to do that. You want to say like, you know, this. It's. I know you love him, but come on now, you got to think about yourself here. Um, and it, and it is tough, and you can see how how tough it is for her. But clearly, she she really does fucking love this guy. Um, and yeah. she wants to make wants to make you work. She loves him so much that she fucking destroys her own life. That she then decides, hey, well, you know what? If you're gonna do this, if you're gonna be a fucking junkie, then fuck you. So am I. Um, and they just... I, I like that scene it's it's like uh, you know you can't escape it without me so fuck it i'm coming as well like it's, yeah it's a great moment it, it really is and it and again i've said this three or four times now but just heartbreaking just really fucking brutal to then to watch the, the next few scenes after that you know her like what, what she, she got a job or she at school or something i think but she then goes she's to like class yeah yeah she goes to class but then she's taking breaks to like go shoot up with him in the car and stuff and ah oh, it's fucking heartbreaking yeah it's it's it is difficult um yeah um well i guess i don't know uh, is there anything you wanted to oh one thing i'll ask um so you said you liked the the style uh yes film goes for. is there any kind of particular choices that you were like yeah that's that's perfect um not necessarily choices i would say were perfect it was just little things like i like i liked how like when it was a flashback like it was slightly you know the it was, the lens was kind of fisheye in our focus, I guess. Yeah. Like it was just focusing on one thing in the in the center, and then everything else was kind of blurred out, kind of like Vaseline on the, on a camera. Yeah. Um, I like I liked all that sort of stuff. I liked how you know the color grading changed up, like when he's when he's taking ecstasy and everything's just slightly slightly different color, but then it it, it comes a little bit more normal when he sees Emily. All yeah. really good stuff. Uh, I like the narration moments. How at some points he'll just cut, uh, just turn to camera and talk and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, nothing in particular, but but yeah, enjoyed it all really. I think so. I think there's there's some really cool little moments, uh, and it's mainly through like, I, I guess it's like tricks and how the how the narrative works out. Um, yeah, I, th- I think it's got a really nice balance of like, you know, this they 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 chose to have Tom Holland as a narrator, like they're telling a story. Uh, and yeah. I think they had that in mind the whole time because I think it deliberately keeps the audience at like an arm's length a lot of the time. Um, yeah. Not only just through like narrative narrative choices, reminding you it's a story through like editing, different pacing. They change the aspect ratio at a certain point. Um, it keeps you on the outside. Um, and that's also in the character as well. Like every time Tom Holland, ha- like everything, every time something happens to him that makes you feel bad for him, like, you know, he watches his friend die. Um pretty soon after you're reminded that he's kind of a bit of a prick at the same time as well. Um, yeah. Like, so I think it, I think it's deliberately saying, don't get too invested in this. We're showing you something. We don't want you to care. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Which I, I don't know. I just, I just thought was really interesting. Um, and then there's a, a, one of my favorite things. One of my favorite sequences about this is the war one. Uh, and it's clear that I think the Russo brothers put a bit more time into that one as well because it has the whole like hand to hand or handheld feel of the camera, which is what they're known for, which is quite cool. Um, but yeah, no, I just ultimately I I 
really like this film. I'm definitely in no hurry to rewatch it because it does suck the life. Oh, I don't, I don't ever want to rewatch it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm definitely in no rush. Probably never. I don't know, but yeah, it's 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 a really good, interesting movie. It's really gripping at times uh, in terms of the story, but again, it's just fucking depressing. <laughs> it's like <laughs> by the time it was finished, I was like, "Fuck me!" Yeah, <laughs> I need to like watch fucking I don't know. Brooklyn Nine-Nine or something, yeah, just, just to, you just know... Take the edge just off as a, a comedy. Yeah, just, a, just a big palate cleanser after that. <laughs> so, so, yeah. Here's, here's one thing I have, just one note I want to read out. And oh, I just okay. pulled out my phone and wrote this down, which I never do. I never take notes during a movie. But I just had to when I saw this. I just wrote down, that dude is wearing two fucking polo shirts. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> That is the most 2002 guy ever. Like, <laughs> he is. That is just the biggest fucking typical frat bro you have ever seen. Yeah, and he and he pairs it with the the frequent use of the word cunt nugget as well. Yeah, uh, which is like, come on, man, <laughs> Jesus. Like, I'm not be funny if a, if, a, if a drug dealer is telling me you, this guy's gonna get us killed, and I'm like, oh damn, that sucks. And he's like, yeah, so stop being a cunt nugget. I'll be like, oh, I'm not in any danger. <laughs> you're not, you're not scary anymore. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh Jesus. Um, yeah. yeah um, so I, I, for me, this is a big watch. Um, definitely a big watch. Yeah, a watch, but watch it once, and then that's it. <laughs> yeah, watch it, and then learn, and then never, <laughs> never come back. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, so that's it, yeah. That is it, that is it. What are we doing next week? Uh, so we're doing this. Self-expression is vital to understanding and enjoying life. You should find an outlet. I have plenty of outlets. I meant besides vaginas. Very excited for that. Me too. I know exactly what it is. We both know exactly what it is. We are two people who know what we're doing next week. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, so, oh, I haven't done an outro in a while. We haven't recorded for about two weeks. Um, oh, yeah, we took a week off. Welcome back. We did. Yeah, welcome back. Welcome back <laughs> to the end of the podcast. <laughs> And uh, see right. you next week. Yeah, if you like these, uh, they go. Uh, we get new episodes live every Friday at ten a.m. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter and on Instagram uh, at Another Happy Pod, uh, where we just pretty sure don't post anymore unless there's a new episode. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we used to have we used to have some fun jokes. Maybe we'll bring them back um, if we get a hundred thousand likes on on the latest tweet. Uh, we'll bring them back. Um, you, you can also. <laughs> no, never. I'm just securing it. Because um, now if people ask me about it, I'm like, well, you you know what you got to do? you got to get 100,000. Shut up and wrap it up. <laughs> uh, right, you can also review us. Uh, give us a five-star review uh, on Apple because if you do that, uh, it will, I don't know, pushes us out more. I, d- I don't know what the purpose of it is. I'm just supposed to ask. Guess um, it's seen more, I think. Just recommend yeah, it to more people. It, it does something. And to be honest, more reviews that are good is a good thing. So why not? Uh, but yeah, other than that, I don't know. What, how do I normally wrap this up? I've just completely lost it this week. <laughs> well, you did a shit job. Anyway, see you next week. Have fun. Um, say hi to your grandma for me. Oh, generational this time. Indeed. Another happy pod. Mm-hmm.